I know it's been a few days, but there were just some thoughts that I had to get off my chest and share from the Peach Bowl that happened on New Year's Eve, an absolute thriller game, and not just thoughts as an Ohio State fan or a Big Ten or college ball fan, but just thoughts in general from it from both sides, Ohio State and Georgia. Uh, we'll get into those. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Subscribe to the Takeover Sports Network. You can see the, the information scrolling on the bottom of your screen. If you prefer this uh, to listen to rather than watch on YouTube, go in the description. You can click the links for both Apple Podcasts and for Spotify to listen to in podcast format. But let's get into this. First thought, Buckeye fans, faith in Ryan Day restored. I, I know a lot of Buckeye fans and a lot of the college ball and Big Ten world has been doubting Ryan Day, and there's been a lot of talk the past you know, the previous four or five weeks leading up to the game about him and about his career and about what he's done at Ohio State, I think faith in Ryan Day restored. Uh, whether you didn't have – you were losing a little bit of faith or a lot, all Buckeye fans had a little bit of, of questioning in them. And we can all agree that after that Michigan game, there was questions that should have been raised. After Michigan last year, there should have been questions that have been raised, but especially after this year, two years in a row, yes, Ohio State lost. But Ryan Day had that team emotionally ready to play. He called a near-perfect game on offense. He had positions that were playing poorly at times throughout the year, playing well, namely the offensive line. Um, he, he he took chances in the game. He had that fake punt, which Kirby Smart was uh, being uh, – had to have – you could he had to have in his headset just been getting screamed at by, an, by a special teams assistant or assistant coach begging him to call a timeout because uh, that formation was there. They could see it. Someone up in the booth could see it. It took a lot of guts from Kirby Smart to do that, but he took chances. Um, yes, they need to finish off Michigan. Yes, they need to keep working to finishing off these big games in his tenure, but Joel Klatt said it well. It's that not that Ohio State fell off a cliff, and, and I didn't know how much I agree with this before this game. It's not that Ohio State fell back necessarily – because they elevated in different ways on offense. Yes, they've declined in defense in certain ways, but they Michigan caught up. A team like Michigan caught up. Uh, and, and I trust Ryan Day moving forward after that game. And maybe that's naive to, to say, oh, after one game, I believe. But it's Georgia, and, and he just had the team ready to play. I believe in Ryan Day to elevate that program back above to what Michigan was. It's just my opinion. Uh, second thought, C.J. Stroud is a bad man. Is a bad man. Same thing with Ryan Day. A lot of people have questioned C.J. Stroud over his career, myself included. I had a lot of questions, uh, gave him a lot of heat last season and at times this year, too, for making errant throws at times, not running the ball when he should, running the ball when he shouldn't. Uh, gave him a lot of praise, too. He was a two-time Heisman finalist, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. But the performance that he had in the, in the Peach Bowl was – this, again, even though they lost, was one of, in my opinion, the best performances by a Buckeye quarterback of all time. It was the best performance of his career. Yes, I know they lost. If they had won, it'd be a whole other level to it. Um, it. It was such a memorable game for him to watch him play that way that I think it will leave Buckeye fans remembering him differently. He ran the ball at crucial times, picked up crucial downs. He made beautiful throws. He made beautiful plays in the pocket, evading pressure, evading sacks, evading tackles. And he elevated his draft stock, that's for sure. I'm a Washington Commander fan. I would trade the farm to uh, trade up for C.J. Stroud and for other guys like Bryce Young um, and, and maybe Anthony Richardson. But C.J. Stroud is a bad man. And I think that game helped a lot of Buckeye fans that had – harsher questions or harsher feelings towards him ease up a little bit. And those that 
you know, thought he was a really good quarterback for Iowa State. I think it, it, it even elevated their opinion of him a little bit, and rightfully so. Third thought, Georgia is the best team in the country, and not just because of the score, right? Ohio State deserved to win that game. Let me say that again. Ohio State deserved to win that game. They should have won that game. That doesn't make them a better team necessarily. And that thought of Ohio State deserving to win the game is not just my own. Kirby Smart said that after the game. One of his first comments in the post-game interview right on the field was, Ohio State probably deserved to win that game, or we shouldn't have won that game, something along the lines of that. Uh, they would have won the game if Marvin Harrison Jr. not gotten hurt had they not picked up targeting call, but we're not talking about that. We're not living in a world of what-ifs. Uh, Ohio State was up two scores in the fourth quarter within 10 minutes, maybe nine minutes, I think. And for Kirby Smart to have his team at a such – Georgia's already got an elite culture, but to, an elite, elite culture where you are down by two scores late in the fourth quarter. Your defense is getting uh, picked apart at times by a dynamic offense. Your offense has made some mistakes, whether it was, you know, missing field goals, uh, you know, getting getting stopped at certain points, throwing interception, right? And to have his culture – of his team be able to respond decisively and quickly on offense and score multiple times and to be aggressive and stout on defense through all the adversity is why Georgia is the best in the country. Yes. Buckeye fans and Georgia fans. I think a lot of you agree. Ohio state should have won that game. They probably should have won that game, um, but they didn't. And there's a reason for that. It's because when Georgia had their back fully up against the wall, they responded outscored Ohio state 18 to three in the fourth quarter. They deserved that. Well, Georgia was the better team because of that, because of their mental fortitude and their mental um, strength when it came down to crunch time. And that's not to say Ohio State was mentally weak. It's just that Georgia was better in that regard. Both teams are elite teams. Ohio State probably deserved to win that game, but Georgia was the one in the end whose culture, not a shot against Ohio State's culture, because obviously it's elite as well, but Georgia's culture is the one that elevates them above the mall to be able to come off be back against the wall and win that game like that. Number four, Stetson Bennett will go down on college ball history. And I, on this show, have been harsh on Stetson Bennett, to say the least. I've given him his praise as a former walk-on turned scholarship player for Division I school. I have – the respect is not the right word. I have – it's whatever is beyond respect for him because I can relate to that. can't relate to being a starting quarterback for a national championship team or Heisman finals, but I can respect – the, and understand the grind that it takes to go from a walk on a division one school to a scholarship player. And then he takes it a step further and he wins, you know, a national championship, a probable two-time national champion, a Heisman finalist and, and being on the most dominant team in college ball the past two seasons. And I don't even think he's going to be remembered as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Hell, I don't even think, He's a top 10 quarterback in college ball this year. I think there are quarterbacks better than him, more talented than him. But his grit, his determination, his elite poise, his leadership in big-time games and throughout the season is something that we have not seen from even some of the most talented players in college ball. And I think the team rallies behind him. You can see it. You could see it in the fourth quarter. And his name should be forever remembered, not just for winning the national championships, but for everything that he kind of ripple affected around him, he he is as much of changing that culture as anybody in that program, probably second only to Kirby Smart. He's been that big of an impact on that program, and he should be remembered for that. 
And he's one of the reasons why Georgia's culture is so good and why they are the best team in the country. Uh, and then the last thought, both these teams have work to do next season. It wouldn't be a shock to see either one of them back in the playoffs winning their conference. Um, but Ohio State has work to do to make it back next season. Ohio State is now going into 2023 with the departure of C.J. Stroud, uh, with most likely both of their offense tackles, Paris Johnson Jr., Dewan Jones leaving, maybe Kate Stover, um, you know, Jack Smith and Jigba, although you didn't play a factor this year, maybe Tommy Eichenberg, um, you know, uh, others that are going to go to the draft, depart the program, whatever it may be. Um, they're going to start either Kyle McCord or Devin Brown at quarterback. And really, no matter who starts there, they're going to have a dynamic and electric offense. They have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca Booker, Mecca Booker coming back, Dallin Hayden, uh, you know, players along the offensive line, Donovan Jackson, Luke Whitebler, others out the offensive line that, that, that will plug and play. There's some pieces to fill. And so their offense is going to be fine. We know they're going to be one of the best in the country again, because they have, they'll have two, uh, one of the two play callers back there, quarterback that can sling it. Um, that is known, but if their defense continues to regress in big games and, and make that clarification in big games, their defense continues to regress in big games, they will continue to struggle. Right. And it'll have the illusion that they are falling off a cliff because behind Michigan, because I don't think they could beat Michigan again with that defense. I really don't. Um, yes, Jim Knowles had them statistically better and performance better, significantly better than 2021 and 2020. No one cares about doing well against Rutgers. No one cares about doing well against the Michigan State team this year. No one cares about doing well against Iowa. In the end, no one cares about doing well against Notre Dame. All that Buckeye fans and college ball fans care about for a measuring stick is how do you do against the top teams in the country or against your rival? Michigan was both the rival and a top team in the country. Georgia's top team in the country. And, 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 and they didn't live up to the mark. They had, they flashed at times in, in both games, but they didn't live up to the mark. And in a, in a conference where Michigan's returning as a juggernaut, where Penn state is returning the best running back duo in the country in Singleton and Catron Allen and starting a five-star freshman, Drew Aller, at quarterback, and Wisconsin changing their identity with legitimate threats at quarterback with Tanner Mordecai or Nick Evers and the, the culture changing there with Luke Fickle. They have to make the improvements defensively. Their offense is going to be fine. I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt it will be as electric as it was this year. It might be even better. Who knows? But they have to have improvements at, at the level of defense. And if they do, if they improve on defense in those big games, they don't have to be perfect. You don't have to. Buckeye fans, don't go back to 2019 and look at this when they had Okuda and Marsh and you know Jordan Fuller and, and Chase Young and, and those guys because that defense was elite. They had an elite offense and an elite defense, and they were one of the best three teams in the country. And it was them, LSU, and Clemson were three of the best teams in the country. And Ohio State was very balanced on both sides of the ball. You don't need to have an elite defense like that. You should need to have a defense that doesn't get gashed and give up huge plays, um, especially in the secondary when it comes to big games like Michigan and Georgia. And if they do that, if they make those improvements to just get over the hump on defense, it will be the same story that I have said for the past three seasons and a lot of people have said for the past three seasons of Ohio State. And that story is that if they do that, their offense is exactly where everybody kind of knows it's going to be. There's you're hard pressed to find a team in the country that can stop them. You're hard pressed because 
you have a, you have one of the best offenses in the country, and you'd have a defense that can not necessarily play up to that level, but make plays when needed and make stops when needed. There, you're hard pressed to find a team that can beat them. That includes Michigan. That includes Clemson. That includes Alabama. That includes Georgia. Ohio State wins that game not just if Marvin J- Harrison Jr. doesn't get hurt or gets the targeting call. They win that game if their defense doesn't collapse. Right. So those are my five thoughts from the game. It was absolutely a thrilling game. Georgia proved why they're the best team in the country. Ohio State proved why they deserve to be there, why they're an elite program that's not falling off a cliff. A lot of things were proven that game. It was awesome. Um, Shame for Buckeye fans. Great for Georgia fans. Great for college football in general. That's just how that game should be. That's how the playoffs should be. And it was thrilling. Um, Make sure you subscribe to the Takeover Sports Network. Of course, we are partnered with Price Picks. Make sure you use the promo code Takeover for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. They've got an easy to use mobile app both in the App Store and Google Play where you can make an entry with two to five players and over under on their projections and went up to 10 times on that entry and make that entry in 60 seconds or less. So again, that's promo code takeover on prize picks for the network, for the show. I am Donovan white and I will see you all next time.